Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We have two lines wide open. You can call us anywhere in the country if you're listening on the stream over at radio.com and uh if you know how to do that um i say that because our our uh, folks in congress were grilling the ceo of google and man if you want if you're an it person you want to see a comedy act you watch that that whole grilling of uh the ceo of google where they're asking him hey sir if i have my my iphone over here and i walk over there to the left do you guys know i sat next to that guy over there and the Google guys, the Google CEO is saying, well, you know, maybe, sir. It depends on what services you signed up for. And the, the, uh, the congressman's yelling back at him, yes or no, yes or no. Did I, if I walk over there, will you know I'm sitting next to that guy over there? And again, the CEO is saying, well, really, again, it all depends on what you agreed to with whatever services. I, would, I really can't tell you yes or no. Um, I, the Google CEO, I'm not apologizing for that guy, but he's right. However, he also knows, the Google CEO knows. That the moment you take any kind of technology from Google, Apple, or any of these guys, Apple may be a little less because they do pride themselves on more security. Google's a, well, pretty, you're pretty much selling your soul to the Googleplex when you join any of their things. Um, you pretty much have to opt in to have things work, right? So if you want your navigation to work, you definitely need to make sure you know your location, right? They have to know where you're going in order for navigation to work. Um, I don't think it's so granular that it would know if that congressman got up and walked over and sat next to this other guy um, but could it could be right it definitely could be um, my point is though these guys are just clueless when it comes to technology and uh, we really need to hire folks that have some skill sets other than you know able to raise money or you know deal with well if they actually had any marketable skills they wouldn't be in politics that's a good point good point sorry <laughs> all right yes i'm hoping for too much but it was really kind of funny to to see the back and forth this guy demanding if he's do you know i went over there and the, the google ceo saying well maybe i don't know it depends on what you signed up for well, that's like a, a politician <laughs> passing a law based on technology that hasn't been developed <laughs> yeah, no idea <laughs> The blind leading the blind. All right, let's get to your calls. You're nice enough to join us, join us on this Saturday morning. We're going to go to Kurt in Torrington. He's got a question. Hey, Tur- Kurt, what's up? Hey, Eric and Bob, how are you? Doing okay. I've been, been listening to you guys for years of the day. didn't want to bother you with the small problem, but I said I'm up here from the holidays. I, I live down in Tennessee now. So oh, congratulations. Said, well, yeah, I moved out a couple of years ago. So long story. You know how that is. I do. Well, it's not really that anyway, long of a story. How far, how far down in Tennessee are you? 
I, I'm down uh, in the eastern part uh, in a town that's next to Dolly Parton's Pigeon Forge, which is Dollywood in that area. Beautiful Neat. in the Smoky Mountains. Okay. Nice. Is it like close to Chattanooga? No. Okay. No, you're more, I'm, I'm about an hour away from North Carolina. Okay. Oh, beautiful. So yeah. what, what can oh, we yeah, do for you right. up here well, in you're gonna, you're gonna You're going to laugh, but I've taken your advice over the years, Eric and Bob. <laughs> well, that's and, good. Why would we laugh about that? We, we think we know what we're talking about. We oh, think yeah. we do. I have an R wall, so you know what I'm talking about there. And I, I bought uh, an HP Elite 2 based on uh, your recommendation. You like it? Oh, love it. Yeah. But here's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have the problem with the HP. I have a nine-year-old, don't laugh now, a Toshiba satellite. Wow. Seven, that is old. Right? Yep. Yeah, it is old. And I know that's why I bought the Elite 2 to, to replace it. I don't like Windows 10. My old my old one, like all people say, is like an old pair of shoes. It's comfortable, you know. What I mean, so I understand. It's not, it's not a big deal. Except the only thing is, the other day I back everything to a Western Digital um, external hard drive. So you know, all my pictures and documents and all that stuff, I've cut and pasted and put on the Western Digital. Okay. And every once in a blue moon, when I think about it, I I back up that Windows Seven on on the same Western Digital. Now, it, I don't care about the backup so much because mm-hmm. I have everything on, on the Western Digital that I need. But I yeah. can't even create a restore point <clears throat> without boring you to death of going into... Uh, on the nine-year-old right? Toshiba? Yeah, the nine-year-old Toshiba. You can't create so a restore point. I can't create a restore point. Well, we're kind of going in, here in the studio. We're saying, wah. <laughs> it's, it's nine years old. <laughs> Pronounce it dead and move on. No. Um. So, are you yeah, running? And I, I may do that. I, that's why I've never called you guys on it. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to tie up their lines. That's no, okay. You know, I said, "Oh, you got two empty lines." I might. Oh well no, I'm just kidding. I, hey, I'm happy you're here. So I'm happy you're here to talk with us. Uh, no, I mean, do you have any space? Are you out of space on the on the device? No, no, not out of space. I've run scan disk. I've gone into the tools of the C drive and. You know, I, I've done everything I could possibly do that I know of. And I, again, it's just the, it's one of those things, you know, throughout the advice you've given through the years, most of the stuff I've been able to correct. I can't correct or do. Are you correct our well, advice? Do, do and correct. <laughs> okay. You know, what, what, whatever the problem I was having at the time, you guys always had a solution or somebody like Gary who had almost the same problem. Yeah. You know, I, I almost didn't want to follow Gary. I was saying, he's got an old machine. I do, too. Yeah. You know, all, all we're going to be talking about is an old uh, machine that I should have put in its grave a long time ago. Well, are you getting an error on the restore, on the restore point creation? What is yeah, it you're getting, I don't remember. I You know, like I say, I wasn't planning on calling you guys. I'm oh, okay. for the holidays. Yep. So it's like it's like a 0x800 and then oh, like geez. two four. Yeah. Are you getting a blue screen then? Is it a blue screen that pops up when you try to do it? No, no. You oh. just what when you go to create the restore point, it'll it'll you know it'll sit there for five ten minutes. And all of a sudden, you can't create it because you can't back up a shadow copy with that ox 800 whatever it is four two three five you know mm-hmm. error code. You get an error code when you try to do a restore point. Yeah. Okay. Zero x eight. Zero zero yeah, zero zero x eight zero zero. The other four I don't remember. Four okay. us. Try to go by memory. Do you have a solution for him, Bob? I think so. Okay. So we'll put a link on this. We think is the right the right solution. Okay. And again, yeah, don't I spend. Into, too I went much into time. your old links first. I thought oh, maybe somebody had the similar problem where they couldn't do a backup. No, no. or do a restore. I don't care about the backup. The restore point. I was just more curious about. Yep. 
we'll, we'll see if we can put a link up there. Again, the nine-year-old operating system's probably got a lot of problems, but um, uh, yeah. you know, it, well, if this actually, if this article actually, works, it's good. Yeah, actually, it's better. Good, and it's kind of clean. There's not a lot of junk on the machine. You know what I mean? Yeah, good. Uh, and uh, I just, you know, it's it's my laptop in my computer room down south, and uh, the HP. You know, I'm still. It seems like you have to do ten steps to get into. You know, say, say like uh, I was trying to help my uh, daughter-in-law out that's having a problem with her uh, uh, Epson printer. Mm. Well, my on my Windows Seven, all I do is go in devices and printers and right-click and get the properties, and you know, you can check the ink levels and everything else. Windows Ten, it seems like I do five steps to get oh, into. Don't yeah, don't even get it started on some of this stuff with yep, Windows Ten. Yep, it's a nightmare. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's an actual knowledge base article here that's specific for the hotfix to probably solve this for you. Okay. Uh, you're going to download a, 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 a hotfix and apply it to your system, and that should correct correct this issue okay. for you. I, I appreciate that. So I figured I'd give you a call and I'll tie you up and no, you know, let, okay. you, let you let you do a link, and I'll just I'll look at that when I get back to Tennessee. And <laughs> right, you're hightailing out of here. How fast are you going to be out of here? Heading down there on a the second? Oh no, not until after Christmas. Yeah, That's he, what I meant. He's, yeah, still be, he's still going to be out of here before the tolls go in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, hopefully. It depends on the snow. You know, coming up here is the same thing. You know, don't forget, they're not used to the winters that we had. They just got 18 to 24 inches. I know. In, in, in Bristol, Tennessee, and southern Virginia. Yeah. There were tractor trailers still stuck in the snow, put down inside when we came up here uh, Tuesday. Well, they were due for it. They were due for it. Oh, yeah. So uh, Better than, than us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens to retired guys. I don't hate the rub it, but I can go home anytime I want it now. So yeah, all right, stop it. it. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Kurt. And again, I, I figured you just didn't want to talk about your kids, so I figured I'd call in. There you go. You're right. We always threaten okay. that. We you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I appreciate all you do for all of us guys that are out here, women that uh, kind of you know have computer problems but don't want to bring them down to the geeks. You know, rather call you guys and say, hey. You know, they somebody else has got the same problem. It's yeah. nice, to, nice to have that uh, back up and appreciate you do it uh, for nothing. All right. Well, we're happy to be here then, Kurt. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a, have a good holiday. You Bye. too. Bye-bye. All right. So he's going to be hightailing it to Tennessee after Christmas, and we're all going to be jealous. So we're going to take a step out for a quick break. Mark and Jack, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. 522 That whole th- grilling of the CEO of uh, Google was just, you know, they didn't even touch things like Dragonfly, you know, the, the areas of uh, that they really should be looking at when it comes to Google creating a special little search engine for the folks in China. But that um, was supposed to be the reason why they called them there in the first place. <laughs> They're all asking, how does my phone work? Are you guys looking at me? You're watching what I'm doing? Of course they're watching what you're doing. You let them do it. Come up with a law, guys. You're good at that. There we go. But, of course, they'll have to pay you first. And then you become out a multimillionaire somehow because you wrote a law that Google likes better than anybody else likes. It's called a loophole. 
I think they get paid by the loophole, actually. Multi-millionaire congressmen, they go in as teachers. They're making you know, teacher they salaries, couple broke, hundred, and they come out multi-millionaires. <laughs> they get paid by the loophole, Look guys. at the Clintons. <laughs> well, they just get paid by the loophole. That's the whole business they're in. How many loopholes can they write and how, much, how many millions do they get for each loophole? Let's go on to uh, Mark in Columbia Lake. Hey, Mark, where's Columbia Lake? In town of Columbia. Oh, okay, Eastern simple enough. Next, next to uh, Eastern Connecticut State University, oh, Manic. Very cool, simple enough. What can we do for you, sir? Uh, believe it or not, Windows 10 problem. Oh, yeah, that's what we're here for. There we go. <laughs> um, I smartened up in so far as I decided I needed to put all of my business files on a business computer and my personal files on a personal computer. So I bought two um, desktop units. One, my old one, which had both originally, was running Windows 7. Yeah. The new one's running Windows 10. Mm-hmm. All my business stuff is on Windows 10. Keep them separate. Um, but I did purchase, with the advice of the computer folks that are local here that are fantastic fellows, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a four-port four port USB 2.0 KVM switch so I could have both desktop computers go into this switch mechanism and then one monitor, one keyboard, one mouse, one set of speakers runs either one, depending on which one I switch to. That's a beautiful thing. Except that it doesn't work well. Well, it's not, believe it or not, uh, before you go too far, it's not a Windows 10 issue. That's a hardware problem. Really? Yep. So you're physically plugging in those devices into the KVM. So all the KVM is literally a switch. So when you plug your speakers from the Windows 10 into the KVM and you plug the same thing from the Windows 7 into the KVM, you're just making physical connections to the shared devices. And you could have – no, you're not going to have driver issues. There's no actual software implication here at all. It's purely a physical issue that when you switch from one to the other, if you're not having something work, that KVM switch could be bad. Now, Bob might have another opinion, but that's where I'm going, Bob. All right. So you think something else is when you're saying it doesn't work, what it it doesn't do? Yeah, what doesn't it do? Good point. Yes, let me clarify that. If I turn on the new computer running Windows 10, everything works fine. Usually, on occasion, I'll hear a and then a few moments later, the screen goes blank, and it loses physical connection. So four or five seconds after that, a. And then a moment or two later, the screen comes back on. It sees it again physically. Yeah, it's and losing it a USB connection. Or the, or the video connection. Um, but the thing is, I took both computers down to my uh, fellow local. Yeah. And the same thing happened with him. Sure. And um, He told you to buy a new KVM the, switch, I hope? What kind well, of KVM run, was it? Uh Pardon me, sir? What time it came What in? kind? Was it like a TrendNet? Um, uh, I, it was either Jide Tech or Tide Tech. Hmm, never heard of it. Brand name. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard of that. What's happening when those, when those screens go blank is that they can't see the physical computer. And that means the switch is not making a nice good connection, a nice solid connection to the computer. When you switch it, it's literally f- f- taking all those connection points and flipping it, Right to right. to the other to the shared device and if the device isn't seeing it it's a bad connection now one of the things that you said you said it had uh, um four ports. it was four ports yeah which i yeah. assume is vga which has the blue connectors and you said it yeah. was usb 
2.0. Yes. Now. That's what That's what's written on the top of the device. What I'm going to tell you one. is this mm-hmm. is older technology mm-hmm. because uh-huh. it should have come with USB 3.0, which would have had the ports. The, the USB ports are going to have like little black panels in there that it connects to. If it had USB 3.0, it would be blue because 1.0, they're white. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of tell by the color of the USB wow. port. Yeah. So you brought it to your, your guys in, in, in the area that you live, and they suggested what? Did they try a different KVM? Uh, uh, actually, I can look at the ports, the, the VGA ports. They're blue on the yeah. inside. Yeah. Right. So, but uh, I'm talking about the USB. So uh, my US- point is, the point I'm trying to make is that... They're white. They're white. Mm. Yeah. Then they didn't, old, didn't right? follow the standard. So here's the thing. Yeah. I think you got kind of like an off brand. That's probably uh-huh. kind of cheap, maybe 20 bucks or something like that. Now, maybe if they marked it up, it was 40, but mm. yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm thinking that the technology is old enough that your hardware isn't able to communicate effectively with it. Yeah, because it's not doing a good job connecting physically. So uh-huh. you, you really need like a two port KVM. Because right. you only have two computers. Right. So four ports kind of overkill. Yeah. And it would be a lot simpler. But you want to get one that's got USB 3.0. Sure. Yeah. So then got it has it. the latest standards and it'll talk to everything. But it has nothing to do with Windows 10, nothing to do with Windows 7. When, you're, when your video, when, you're, when your, your monitor goes down, it can't yeah. see the computer anymore. And that's purely of the fault of the KVM. So okay. you, I would return it to your, your guys and say, look, we think this is not so good, and see if they want to offer you a better option, a two-port option uh, that's more current, or you can just go to you know Staples or Best Buy or, I o- and get a, I o- or gear, even online. I.O. Gear makes a very nice two-port KVM mm-hmm. that's, um, you know, like 30 bucks yeah. at Best Buy. Okay. Yeah, yeah these, these guys are good. They'll oh, sure. take care of whatever the issues yeah, yeah. are. Um I have. I'm actually looking in where you plug in the Logitech uh, um, USB plug. Mm-hmm. The plastic. I use the word plastic. That's inside those things are white, so that indicates a lower level of. Well, what it means is that the manufacturer didn't really follow the standard because uh-huh. they they're supposed to be color coded based on the speed. So typically, uh, if they're white, if you look on some of the computers, uh, you'd have to look at an older one. The USB yeah. ports, uh, the little flat part in there would be white. And then on the newer ones, they're black. And uh-huh. then on like some new computers, you'll see some of them are black and some of them are blue. Right. White is usually 1.0, black is 2.0, blue is 3.0. Correct. Yeah. So wow. you have an older technology, or they, or like Bob said, they didn't follow the standard. But it, it, that's okay. your problem. Your KVM okay. is your problem. Well, I'm 100% sure that's your problem. There's no drivers or Windows 10 or Windows 7. You could plug in anything. You could be plugging in a, a toaster that uses VGA, and if you flipped over to it, it would connect. And it's just a physical connection. If, if the KVM was built on older technology, mm. this is hardware now, so hardware's got to talk to other hardware. Right. The, uh, the technology is always improving, so the older technology may not have what the knowledge built in that it needs to be able to talk to the newer equipment. Yeah. Got it. All right, Mark? Okay. Well, gentlemen, I learned something new today. I appreciate uh, the, fo- the, um, the, the show that you folks do. It's, uh, it's always uh, in, uh, enlightening. Our and, pleasure. Uh, keep up the good work. I'll appreciate it. We'll do so, sir. Thank you. Wish you well. Take you too. care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to step out for a quick break. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted 
over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you follow us on Facebook over at Tab Computer Systems, if you like us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, it'll go into your news feed, everything we talked about. Also, if you follow us on Twitter, Tab Computer Sys will tweet right, out, right at you. Uh, all the information we've talked about will get linked automatically. So we're going to step out for a quick break. Get on uh, for uh, hang on, Ann and Jack, if I can speak. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. This Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're here until 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. Dr. Leslie, I guess, will be in uh, with Healthy Rounds. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. Let's stick around for that. We're going to go to Ann in Glastonbury first. What's going on, Ann? Hi. Good morning. Thank morning. you for taking my call. Sure. Um, for more than 20 years, I have had the same internet provider and have utilized their email services. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this distinct knowledge, and I checked probably about a year ago, if and when I were to move out of Connecticut to a place that does not have uh, Cox services, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what about my email? Oh, no problem. They call. There's a program that we have that you can keep your email for X amount of dollars a month. Great. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I paid them a visit for another issue and mentioned that only to learn that that was eliminated about a year ago. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. my question to you is um, what uh, are your suggestions for paid Internet providers, not Internet, paid email providers for, mm-hmm. to have uh, the security basically that I have enjoyed with uh, my current provider? Well, yeah, and the word security, you're just calling it security as far as having the comfort of the same dot at, at message, you know, and at cox.net. Right. Um, I, if you want to talk about real secure email, ProtonMail um, is what I would have you check into. And yeah. basically, your, all your email is encrypted and located in Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, and they have no way of decrypting it. This is a ProtonMail was created by a bunch of MIT scientists, and they decided to put the servers in Switzerland, so you're under Swiss, Swiss privacy laws. And uh, you know what they did with for banks uh, way back when. So yeah. we can put a link on for ProtonMail, Proton and I think it's free for home users. Um, yeah. And uh, you'll always be at whatever their extension is, which could be at Proton, I guess, um, okay. for as long as they are in existence. And uh, you're also your mail will be completely secure. Yeah, because basically, and I just... <laughs> I'm a very uh, trusting person, I guess, but the uh, the statement that Cox had made initially is that we don't sell your information, and <laughs> I will, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. So, mm. you know, um, it seems that I do get less things with them than mm. I have with a very limited Gmail account that I needed to right. establish for whatever reason. But um, I don't know. So well, with Proton Mail, it's fully encrypted, located in Switzerland, and uh, even even our Congress won't be able to figure out how to get the data. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand how it works, but technically, you can't. It's uh, even the Proton folks don't hold the key. You do. It's okay. your it's a key on your local system. So, all right, great. Well, thank you so much, and have a merry Christmas. You too, Ann. Thank you. All right, bye bye. Bye. 
So that should work out for Anne. Let's move on to uh, Jack and Glastonbury next. Hey, Jack, what's happening? Hi, sorry, I accidentally hung up on you. Yeah, I've got, um, hey, just a comment on that uh, email thing. Um, I, I have a friend uh, who's, who lives in eastern Connecticut, and he's uh, chairman of uh, the uh, Republican, well, I don't know if he's chairman, but he's like on the Republican town committee. And prior to the um, election, they were sending out, you know, update newsletter emails and uh, all of a sudden he's got a gmail account all of a sudden his emails were returned undeliverable you know mm. so he takes the word republican out of the title field of the uh emails they start working again mm. interesting huh maybe <laughs> well anyway that's not my question no, here's yeah. what i've got i've got a um i've been using vnc to do some remote uh, connections, I, I, I had a, uh, I still have it, a, a, a Raspberry Pi, and uh, you need like a larger screen to operate it. So I had it set up so I could operate it off of my Windows desktop or off of my, my iPad. Uh, and um, I was going to, what I wanted to do was try to see if I, I could use VNC to uh, connect to my desktop and use my iPad as my remote client. Okay, but. Uh, Apparently, VNC won't uh, let you have a license if your desktop is a Windows space that's not a server. You know, like I have Windows Home uh, Premium, Windows 7, and, and it won't let you uh, okay. install it. So I was looking at another product called Splashtop, which apparently allows it. But I have no experience with that product. Does any, do you guys have any uh, recommendations on something like that? Well, I've never heard of Splashtop. Um, so you want to use your iPad to remote into your... Your Raspberry Pi is what you're trying to do? No, I, I can do that. Okay. You want I, want to remote, I want to remote into my Windows 7 machine so I can read my, you know, I, so I, I want to go to, like, the Outlook to read my emails and stuff like that and do, do uh, housekeeping-type stuff that's easy to do where I don't have to type a lot of stuff in. You know. All right. Let me see if I can find something that would work with both the iPad and work with Windows 7. I know Bob's looking for that, too. Uh, but Splash Pad we've never used. Um, obviously, you could try it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, uh, let's see here. I used to, a long time ago, we used to use these products when I was working for Pratt. We had a, um, a Citrix client that you could. Uh, oh, sure. And that, that all worked pretty cool. That was like a long time ago, but, you know, you could remote to your computer at, at work, you know, from your home. That was kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, very expensive. Citrix is oh, yeah, yeah. wicked expensive. We usually recommend terminal services for our customers. Saves them a yeah. ton of money than yeah. buying Citrix. It works just as good. Um, yeah, there are some tools out here that uh, we can link here that will okay. work with your – the key is with an iPad. Uh, Bob, did you find anything specific? No, not really. Mm, yeah. You basically are going to set up your Windows machine itself um, right. to just use the built-in uh, configuration. There are things like Team Viewer that might work. Uh, I have to, tech to have to check to see if it'll work with uh, iPads into Windows 7 hosts. But you can just configure your Microsoft desktop to accept remote connections. Go ahead, Bob. We do have a client that uses an iPad to remote into Windows desktops. They oh. set up a VPN connection, and uh, they actually remote into their uh, computers. Just, just raw, a raw connection right to the Windows 7 Yeah, it's a landing. remote desktop connection, yeah. So it's not as thin as Citrix. You understand the difference, right, Jack, between yeah. just, just a VPN connection, which is just a one step toward it, versus a thin connection that would actually just display the screen. Uh, yeah, like I need something that would would have at least like um, um, 
an X Windows level or something so that you can see see your desktop the way it looks when you're at your desktop. So they make a remote desktop app for the iPad that you can yeah. use, yeah. but you need to get access to get to your your uh, window your Windows your Windows. Yeah. So you would need <clears throat> some sort of a VPN, if you will. Yeah, so you, I'm sure you could find something in the, the, I, the iStore there that offers for that remote desktop app. Yeah. And then I, I, I'm looking here at an old configuration where you can literally turn on the remote access for Windows 7, but I think you know how to do that already, correct? Yeah, but I, my understanding was that um, you had to have a certain level of um, operating o, system OS on your Windows 7. If you have, you know, like the server editions or no, uh, no, the no. Pro, professional no. you can uh, use things like vnc which provide the um, right right no not right. In, not in this case you, I'm you, okay. you do need to have professional to you get do? remote desktop yes oh, yeah. bad yeah that's why I bob's mean, here i've read that there's a hack that you can add to your windows 7 uh that would let you do it but i didn't want to go what about go hack. to my pc is there a go to my pc option they, where you can they do sell that there's also vnc there's a lot of yeah but the vnc is again requiring a pro but if you just go right. to my pc or log me in I bet you there's a log me in for the iPad that'll work with a well, home. They might be able to use uh, showmypc.com. Mm-hmm. There's some things out there. All right. Not doesn't doesn't ring on top of our be- our heads because we don't use a lot of iPads to connect to stuff. Well, I use it. Uh, basically, what I'm doing, I'm sitting there at the TV, you know, and some of the shows are worth watching and others aren't. So you go, you know, you you start using your iPad to look at stuff. And I thought, well, gee, it'd be really nice. To look at my desktop, you know, see if I got any emails. Oh sure, uh, nothing, but, nothing weird about that, Jack. You know. No, I know. I just, I'm just <laughs> saying that the, the iPad is like is kind of convenient yeah. for certain things where you don't want to carry a laptop. Well, around what about setting up your iPad to get your email already? Like set up your email client on your iPad and just get your emails right to it. Well, I'm so I'm a, a, a user of Outlook. I've been using it so long that yep. I don't want to. I've got that. That train set up, you know. And yeah, well, they have an outlook for iPad. Oh, okay. I'm 99 percent sure of it. Yeah, okay. That might be a way to do it. Yeah, I'll look yeah. into that. We'll put a link. We got a link here for you too, as far as an option for you. All right. Yeah. If I find something, I'll uh, I'll I'll make a report back to you guys. Oh, okay? great. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, Jack. Thank you. Yeah, bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, he's trying to remote into his computer to get at his Outlook email, but right. you could just eliminate the whole remote process by simply setting up Outlook on the iPad. You can receive your email in multiple places. You right. don't have to That's do it. That's true also. Yeah. So he's kind of Rube Goldberging into the system versus just getting the email on the iPad. So like for my tablet device, I don't want my email there. I don't want to know. Yeah. If I'm looking at my tablet, I don't want to know about email coming in for crying out loud. Give me a second of freedom for my email. <laughs> I'm going to step out for a quick break. Get to your calls. Uh, Guy and John, hang on. Two lines open for you. This is Computer Talk. Healthy Rounds will be up next. Dr. Leslie's in the green room. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. Let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us. We're going to go to John in Torrington next. What's going on, John? Hi. How are you guys? Doing okay. How are you, sir? Fine. You do. You two do such a fantastic job. You're funny. You're professional. I hope Santa 
brings you both a big raise for Christmas. <laughs> Hope he doubles what we get paid here. <laughs> We're happy to do it. Thank Anyways, you, John. I got a, a real simple question. I'm a simple guy, but I, I need a simple answer. Sure. I'm putting it open in DNS, and I printed out the article on it, and then it says after you put in the addresses, once you configure your DNS settings and save them, we highly suggest that you flush your DNS resolver cache. Mm-hmm. I can't find anything about that in your archive, which goes back to 90 days, so I can print it out. Okay. Could you guys put that back in how to clear the DNS cache? Yeah. Do you know the command, Bob, off the top of your head? Yeah, it's ipconfig space forward slash flush DNS. Can you we say that again? Yeah. <laughs> ipconfig. All one word. ipconfig space. ipconfig, yeah. ip. I is in India. P is in Paul. Config. Yeah. C-O-N-F-I-G. And space forward slash flush DNS. No spaces in between. Let me reread that. IP config forward slash. Oh, there was a space and then a forward slash. Space and a forward forward slash and then it's just flush DNS? Yes. And that's it. That's it, sir. That's in a command prompt. Now, when you want to open the command prompt, type in Charlie Michael David CMD. And when that icon comes up, right-click and choose Run as Administrator. It won't work. All right. Well, where's the command prompt? I'm not sure. I'm confused. That's the little black box. It's uh, if you type in the search, CMD, Charlie Michael David, it'll come up. Okay. And then you're going to right-click when it comes up, Run as Administrator, and then you're going to go ahead and put that um, that command in. Now, we're going to link it, of course, for you. We're not going to make you memorize all this, John. <laughs> Nothing worse than trying to memorize syntax. Not a quarter of 11 in the morning. Well, what hey, time do you get up? <laughs> it's quarter of 11. Half the day's over. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. Hey, uh, well, I got you on One more question. My, my Norton r- ran out, was running out today, and I yeah. bought WebRoot. Nice. And I also have, though, on it, I have a subscription to Malwarebytes Premium that, that expires in March. Uh, you don't need both. I don't need both. No, you need what you're doing with OpenDNS and WebRoot should be all you need. The only time you'll need to keep or run malware bytes is if you become infected with something. It's a good remediation tool. Okay. But I wouldn't run both of them or you're going to your computer's going to run so slowly. Don't run mm-hmm. both. Don't keep them both active. Well, should I wait until my malware bytes runs out? Because I paid like sixty bucks for that premium thing, you know. Yeah, don't don't buy the WebRoot then until you. Well, I bought the WebRoot already, but I yeah. haven't put it in yet. I bought the the uh, version for about nineteen dollars, so yeah. I don't have the. So I don't put that in when malware bytes runs out, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So that where I get my year's worth okay. out of the WebRoot. Sure. Now, my uh, the other one, Defender, uh, that's not working. Is that because Norton's on there? Yes, uh, sir. Well, Yep. Expires today or tomorrow? I yeah, Defender will only go on if you have no antivirus at all. Okay, so it won't go on even if when I have malware on there, so it won't work, right? Uh, well, again, malware malware bytes. You mean yeah, it won't run with malware bytes is running on there because it's malware bytes does have a virus component. So, so what's the advantage of having malware bytes or WebRoot if you got? Defender in the program is how good is Defender? I don't know. Well, point. we we would used to we used to recommend Defender as a free home antivirus, but it's becoming a much more dangerous world out there. Okay. And again, if you want to really trust Microsoft with everything, yeah. I think that's silly. Um, they're they're not I known agree. to do everything that well. Yeah. So we like to hedge our bet and have different security tools um, rather than having Microsoft guard the guard the henhouse. 
Thanks so much. And again, have a great Christmas. And hope you get that big race. I deserve it. Thanks, John. <laughs> you too. Bye bye. All right. Let's move on to uh, Guy in West Hartford next. Hey, Guy. Hi, fellas. What's up? Hey, I've got a question on um, Office 2010. And after that, excuse me, a comment on uh, remote access. Okay. So the question about Office 2010 is I've got Office 2010 running on uh, running on a computer, actually a couple of computers, and I want to know if it's uh, – I've been looking at the prices of buying Office either on a new computer and, uh, of course, Microsoft's going to the subscription model now. And I've got these unlimited licenses for Office 2010. Is it uh, – you know, worth saving the uh, $200 and change to just port the Office 2010 from an existing computer to a new one? The answer generally is yes. Uh, porting it over, uh, as long as you retire the old computer, you can't use it on both, is cheaper, obviously. And Microsoft does have a subscription model, but they also have a straight purchase model. They're not going to tell you about it, but they do. Um, so if you really want to rent Microsoft Word for the rest of your life, you can. <laughs> But to me, it's just, it's, I, I just, it's, it's, un, it's unconscionable. I mean, if, if, it, uh, so you don't have to do that. You can just buy a copy of Office um, right. and pay for it once and run it for the next eight or 10 years, like you've done with Windows 10, the um, Office 10. Right. So, you know, I still have the uh, CD for Office 2000, and I can install those unlimited anywhere I want and then put on the, um, put on the, uh, the, uh, upgrade packs to uh, 2007, so that actually works as well. I've never heard of an unlimited Windows Office 10 license unless you bought some sort of corporate thing. Well, no, it was Office 2000. Oh, Office 2000? Yes. Yeah, gosh, I'm surprised it's still, it probably won't run very well on any, well, you can't load it on anything current. Well, it won't work with a Windows modern 10. Exchange. I mean, yeah. Exchange 2010, it won't work with 2010, it'll no. work with 20, uh, 20, 2007. Right. No, no, no. But Windows, but Office 2010 will work on current Windows 10 operating right. systems, okay. And then it's also got uh, Windows 7 on there. I mean, I don't think it's worth porting the operating system over anywhere. It'd be so hard. If it takes so long for it to have the upgrades, then you probably want to go to go to um, go to uh, Windows uh, 10 anyway on a new computer. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you should uh, retire Windows 7 whenever you're done with it. No reason to continue its life. It's going to be done in 2020 anyways. Right. If you have a Windows 7, there's no reason to be using it after 2019. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was your other comment about the remote desktop? Uh, remote desktop, uh, yeah, first of all, I, I agree with you guys that uh, I, I don't want to access email from my tablet, and I certainly don't want to port into another machine from it. But, <laughs> it just seems a little troublesome. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, for the people that are doing it, um, I do have some experience with remote access. Yeah. We were using uh, go to my PC for probably about ten or fifteen years. Uh, was working very well until they sold out to a bigger company about two years ago and jacked up the prices about double or triple. Mm-hmm. So while I was on the phone uh, with tech support trying to uh, get my uh, my my price of grandfathered in, I went out and researched some other remote access tools and came up with SplashTop. Splash. Splash. S-P-L-A-S-H, top, all one word. That's what he said, too. So um, I had never heard of it. And you say it works well? It works almost as well as go to my PC. There are some issues with not letting your, your computer go to sleep. Go to my PC was a little bit better than that. I've got one user that kind of complains about it, but the other nine, you know, are, are happy with it. 
but it's also about a third the price, about $60 a seat. So um, it uh, seems to work well uh, as right. long as you're not, you know. With iPad, too? Uh, not with iPads. Oh, I'm, come on. I'm that was a whole that. question, Guy. Were you listening? I was listening, <laughs> but I'm sure there's somebody out there that's trying to get to their office computer from home. No so sweat. I'm just giving you a hard time. You know, if you're home on a snow day and you just want to try to find in and somebody can turn your machine on, yeah. this, is a, this is a nice way we have for, for, for that. Uh, but, uh, Sounds yeah, good. Uh, uh, and I agree, agree with you on the iPad. Uh, just download your email there if you really want to use it or on your phone. Exactly. But, uh, exactly. All right, Guy. All right. Thanks, You're welcome. Thank you for chiming in. Appreciate it. So a couple people talking about I like to show my PC. It's, it's been around a while. It's free. Show your PC? Showmypc.com. Hmm. That's another one, huh? I put a link up there a little earlier. All right, cool. A lot of options out there. Um, oh, okay. Now Matt says we can continue. We're going to go quickly to Andrea in Southington. What's going on, Andrea? Oh, please help me. Um, I got a email that had a spreadsheet attached to it Mm -hmm. and in reality it should only print out three pages but looking at it on my laptop and when i print it comes out 12 pages with like extra columns that didn't fit yeah you're not formatting it right so where do i go All right, Andrea, I'll take that call off the air because we're running out of time. I'll tell you, I'll tell you where to go, kid. All right, I'm gonna put, but I'm gonna put you on hold. Hang on one second. <laughs> I'll try to help Andrea print out her Excel spreadsheet. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. It's a pleasure to work with you guys. Uh, so, uh, if you if you need to get anything we talked about, go over to computertalkwithtab.com. Go to our live links area. Everything's there, posted live. Of course, you can follow us on uh, Facebook. We're going to have everything posted to our fo- our podcasts. Uh, if you want to go out and follow us on Twitter, go out to Tab Computer Sys. We're everywhere. And, of course, radio.com will be where the podcast is. Thank you, Matt, for producing. Stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next. See you next year. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.